Plus, Space Foo is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. This is another edition of Sounds from the Street. I'm your humble host, DJ Aisha. It's so great to be back, uh, trying to be here as often as possible. But as you guys already know, things have been a little bit crazy on my end. Um, hopefully, we'll be going to some shows later this year. But right now, it's kind of political uh, with um, the primaries going on and California is going to be voting on Super Tuesday on March 3rd. Um, So if you haven't registered to vote, uh, you better go ahead and do that soon. Um, A lot of states are going to be voting then. Uh, Today is the Nevada caucus and on uh, next weekend is actually South Carolina. So if you haven't been watching the news, it's kind of important shit going on. So hopefully you're paying attention. And my thought today was was to try something a little bit different. Um, So as you guys know, I'm uh, mostly music specific show, uh, but sometimes I like to mix it up because it is, things are a little bit different now than they were a few years ago. So I feel it's important to talk about certain topics uh, in politics and things like that. So I thought what I would do in addition to um, an interview that I'm going to play Uh, with Fox Medicine uh, that I did last year. Um, I'll do a couple um, music news stories for you guys just to let you know what's going on there. Um, I will also let you know what shows are going to be coming up here in the Bay Area that might be of interest. I am going to actually reach out to, on the air, if I can figure out how to set it up, to reach out to undecided voters um, for on behalf of Elizabeth Warren. I I've never done this on the air, so uh, it's going to be kind of a interesting situation. Um, I have reached out to people uh, in Iowa, and it didn't go so well. So I don't know if that's just because it's Iowa or because I didn't really know what I was doing um, or um, if that's just a pattern and you just have to suck it up. <laughs> I think when you're in politics, you just have to suck up all the the negativity and uh, just kind of, you know, do your own thing. So uh, let's start with some music news. All right. So uh, my new music news is from enemy.com. The Strokes live in London. Uh, The indie icons rock the roundhouse with the back to basics career high set. Um, And they also played a show for uh, Bernie as well uh, before the uh, New Hampshire primary, so that was pretty interesting. Good old London town smiles, uh, a typically laissez faire Julian Casablancas in full lounge lizard mode before recalling to the sold out roundhouse crowd how the capital first took the strokes to their bosom uh, when they led the indie revolution at the turn of the century. America had no love for us back then, he purrs. Only the sharp minds of the British could understand the nuances of our music. <laughs> 
Um, the last show, the last minute show to celebrate the announcement of their long awaited new album. The new abnormal does feel like something of a homecoming. Uh, it's the party they deserve, but weren't fully allowed when they were last in town at all points East when they were dogged by sound issues, but still played an absolute blinder, but in high spirits and striking a fine balance between leaning on their legacy and showcasing, uh, promising new cuts with fire and compulsion. This is the most fun and vital that the strokes have felt in 15 years. The chemistry is back and we are here for it. I'm having a selfishly good time. Casablancas tells the crowd. Sorry, I'm doing two things at once. Uh, yeah, I'm having a selfishly good time. Casablancas tells the crowd towards the end of the show, but are you also having a good time? Answer, fuck yes. It's never felt so good to have them back. And then there's a short playlist of songs that were included and yeah hopefully I don't know I can't I don't think they've played the Bay Area in a really long time um, I've never actually seen them even though technically they were a part of that era of music that I was really into but I was I mean I had just started going to shows around that time like Warp Tour um, you know Arrow uh, Arrowhead uh, in Anaheim. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of places that I went to. It wasn't until a few years later that I started going to different venues um, in Hollywood, I guess you could say. But I would go to festivals because um, when you're underage, that's the way to get into shows and to see a lot of different bands. So I'm trying to see what other news is out there. There's Ozzy Osbourne. That was the one I was kind of you know, disappointed about, cause, um, I think, uh, Johnny, um, you know, he's a longtime friend of mine. Uh, we were kind of in it to, you know, win it to see him live and he's had to cancel numerous times because of health issues. Uh, but anyways, from the enemy.com, the big read Ozzy Osbourne, this album saved my life. Icons don't come much bigger, bolder and defiantly rock and roll than Ozzy Osbourne. Despite his recent Parkinson's diagnosis, uh, the dove munch Hellraiser and Black Sabbath frontman has just released his 12th solo album. Kevin E.G. Perry meets him at his lavish Los Angeles estate to talk about the influence of Lemmy, Post Malone's role in the new record, and lots and lots of drugs. Always interesting, right? I'm sitting in the fucking house and I've got a big fucking bowl of cocaine on the fucking table, says the figure in black who sits before me. It was when Black Sabbath were doing volume four and we'd rented a house in Bel Air. Uh, that's in Los Angeles. Uh, I was sitting there thinking, it's fucking boiling in here, so I press a button on the wall thinking it's the air conditioning. Ten minutes later, six cop cars come screaming down the driveway. It's the Bel Air Patrol. I'd press the <laughs> alarm button. So I shout, it's a raid, grab the fucking dope, and me and this roadie run into a back room. I've got the bowl of cocaine. Oh my God. And I'm going, the figure in black mimes fiercely shoveling mounds of the stuff into his nostrils. I can't fucking feel anything. He continues, my nose was kicked in. I was like this when I came out. He makes his he eyes huge like a cartoon deer about to be hit by a 50 Dawn truck. They said, it's all right, it's a false alarm. I was fucking gagged to the gills. I had to have a fucking Valium after to mellow me out. Ozzy Osbourne finishes his story and rocks back in his big brown leather arm armchair grinning like a pirate on shore leave so that he finally he says finally is where the song it's a raid came from <laughs> 
We're sat in the front room of Ozzy's uh, Los Angeles mansion, which is as close as you'll find in America to a stately home. There's a fire crackling in the hearth and a glass chandelier above our heads. The walls are covered in Renaissance paintings and the side tables and Osborne family photos alongside pictures of their various pets. Sharon, his wife since 1982, is next door doting on a Pomeranian named Bella who enjoys a quality of life you and I can only dream of. Does that mean... Wait. Does that mean they live next to Jeffree Star? That's interesting. Outside, the house is ringed with a vertiginous hedge interrupted only by a little black gate. On the gate where there is a small bronze sign which reads, Never mind the dog, beware of the owner. The reason for this audience with the first family of heavy metal and Bella, Ozzy Osbourne will soon release his 12th solo album, Ordinary Man, given that just two weeks prior to the 71-year-old announced that he'd been diagnosed with Parkinson's. I expected the, the mood to be somber. A glance at the album's track list seemed to confirm this suspicion. Because as well as it's a raid, there are a string of happy-go-lucky sung titles such as Goodbye and Today is the End. I'd expected, I'd arrive expecting to meet a man confronting his own mortality, but what I got was an hour of wisecracks and outlandish stories about bowls of cocaine and alien foreskins. The Prince of Darkness has life in him yet. How long is this story? Okay, it's pretty long. So if you want to find it, uh, go to enemy.com. Uh, but yes, he had an extensive tour planned. Um, it just goes into depth about him having Parkinson's and how that's affected his life, unfortunately. And as you know, Ozzy was one of the original members of Black Sabbath. He's also toured um, as a solo artist and been very successful. And they were on the show uh, Meet the Osborne. So that was one of the first reality shows I ever watched. So small place in my heart. Um, hopefully it gets better. Um, sounds like he's in and out of the hospital, which kind of sucks. Uh, but, you know, I wish him the best of luck and hopefully he does one more tour and just another reason for you to, you know, make sure that you go see all the bands that you want to see while they're, while they're still alive. And yeah, I mean, you just never know what's going to happen folks. So you want to take advantage of those, um, situations, uh, while you can, and it's still pretty early in the year, so you kind of want to want to find out what's going on with some of the festivals this year. I was just checking uh, for Riot Fest because one of my high school friends, uh, hi Mallory, uh, she lives in Chicago now, and she was asking me if I'd come if I was planning a trip there, and I was like, you know what? I haven't even thought about. Uh, I haven't even thought about. Oh, interesting. Um, I haven't even thought about, sorry, I'm doing more than one thing at once. Um, I'm actually trying to sign into the database and I thought for some reason, if I'm going to be calling undecided voters, I thought it would be Nevada, but they actually want me to call people in California, which is kind of interesting. Okay. So I'll definitely give it a shot. And 
anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. So I was checking the festival uh, lineup for Riot Fest, and apparently A Chemical Romance um, is going to be one of the headlining acts. So I think from what I remember, the past several years, they announce it like in spring, maybe even summertime. So it's always away. But I definitely had... The year that I went, I don't know if you guys remember, um, I got to see Nine Inch Nails, Queens of the Stone Age, New Order, Ministry, Peaches, MIA, uh, last, uh, I think it was the last time I saw Buzzcocks while Pete Shelley was still alive. I mean, it was, it was definitely just the right time for me to go. And it was a really, I had a really great time. Um, yeah, I think just going out there for a few days, um, is definitely something I'm considering. Um, and the fact that, um, in order to, you know, I was able to get those tickets for free. So hopefully that's still in the running as well. But ultimately I hope the lineup is, uh, I don't know. I feel like the lineups haven't been as good, um, since then. So that's been another determining factor for me, but Oh yeah. Also seeing Mike D, uh, bad brains. Um, there were so many other bands there that I'd wanted to see, but you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta pick and choose, um, who you want to see. Um, so what I'm going to do is, I don't know, I guess I'll, I'm going to play a song and then I'm going to see if I can test it out to see if it'll work. All right. Stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. Like, this is a shoe and why are we having an election right now? Uh, <laughs> uh, I just can't wait for that debate. It's going to be, what are they going to do the fucking line? Like, it's going to go, but I don't know. That's just what I think, Senator. Uh, what do you think? But I've got my means and I got my ways. I had to put the product just to get to you. It fled through my feet and none of my shoes. So don't you ask me no dumb questions, baby. Don't you ask me no dumb questions. Now I don't want to seem alarmist, because none of that is true. Well, the world really is just falling apart. But honey, I love you. Let's go. Uh-huh. To break some eggs just to make an omelette But I'm walking on the edge as a light and yet I turn the music loud so I can hear But that's the thing to say that say it in my ear But don't you ask me no dumb questions That was a song from uh, one of the longtime friends of the show, Victor Mitrani. Um, he's been in uh, <laughs> a variety of bands um, that w- that I've been to see um, over the, the years. Great guy. And um, uh, the first band that we knew him through was Gamble Gamble Die. Um, and uh, they gave us a, I remember, I'll never forget, he gave us a shout out, uh, Crystal and I, when we used to do the show together. Oh she's getting married on Saturday. 
Um, yeah, and then, uh, so that was kind of cool. That was years ago. And then uh, fast forward, I think it was about two, maybe t- a year or two ago, um, he's with another group that we interviewed, and it was the last one of the last shows, um, that they had at the Hemlock Tavern. So I definitely busted my ass, um, to get over there. And, um, yeah, it's just, um, it's just been kind of a journey here at Mutiny Radio. Um, actually next month is my 10 year anniversary here at Mutiny. And I have one idea in the works to do a celebration. And a part of me is like, girl, you're going way out of your league with this one. But then, um, I'm inspired by, uh, some, some of the women you've been hearing about, um, in politics mainly like the squad uh elizabeth warren nancy pelosi i mean people say so many things about them but just look at how far they've come and um yeah i'm just getting emotional thinking about it (laughs) actually i was thinking of playing um the highlights of (laughs) of elizabeth warren's uh debate um uh, in Nevada, uh, a couple days ago, actually I wanted to rewatch it. Cause I was like, that is just exactly, uh, what I know her for and was kind of waiting for actually. Um, I was kind of hoping for it sooner, but, um, better late than never. Uh, let me see if I can find the video on my feed. Um, if you didn't have a chance to watch it, um, I know some people get really, overwhelmed by everything so again this is just the kind of the highlight of what happened um so let's um let's listen in to Senator Klobuchar's point. She says we have to think smaller in order to get it passed. I don't think that's the right approach here. We need to get everybody's health care plan out here. Uh, Mayor Buttigieg really has a slogan that was thought up by his consultants to paper over a thin version of a plan that would leave millions of people unable to afford their health care. It's not a plan, it's a PowerPoint. And Amy's plan is even less. It's like a post-it note. Insert plan here. Amy, I looked online at your plan. It's two paragraphs. Families are suffering, and they need a plan. You can't simply stand here and trash an idea to give health care coverage to everyone without having a realistic plan of your own. According to the New York Times, the last time that Mitch McConnell was on the ballot, the vice president stood in the Oval Office and said, I hope that Mitch gets reelected so I can keep working with him. Well, Mitch did get get reelected. He did not have an epiphany. Instead, he blocked nearly everything that Barack Obama tried to pass. And he stole a Supreme Court seat from the Democrats, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. In my foundation, the person that runs it's a woman. 70% of the people there are women. In my company, lots and lots of women have big responsibilities. They get paid exactly the same as men. Senator Warren, you've been critical of Mayor Bloomberg on this issue. Yes, I have. And I hope you've heard what his defense was. I've been nice to some women. 
are not going to beat Donald Trump with a man who has who knows how many non-disclosure agreements and the drip, drip, drip of stories of women saying they have been harassed okay. and discriminated against. That's not what we do as Democrats. A two-cent wealth tax. It is a question of values. Do we want to invest in Mr. Bloomberg or do we want right. to invest in an Senator, entire generation you. of young Senator people? Senator Sanders. Democrats want to beat Donald Trump, but they are worried. They are worried about gambling on a narrow vision that doesn't address the fears of millions of Americans across this country who see real problems and want real change. They are worried about gambling on a revolution that won't bring along a majority of this country. Amy and Joe's hearts are in the right place, but we can't be so eager to be liked by Mitch McConnell that oh, oh we forget how to fight the Republicans. Mayor Buttigieg has been taking money from big donors and changing his positions. So it makes it unclear what it is he stands for other than his own. That might sound like not a big deal, but actually considering everything that's going on right now, um, I think it was so important for her to really lay it down and really, you know, take these other potential Democratic candidates to task. I mean, um, you could even say that about about her campaign, um, but that really got people's attention and um, definitely got my attention. Um, but anyways... Um, I'm trying to freaking dial into this thing. Now it's saying login failed. Anyways, um, so any, if you guys are still undecided or curious to find out more, you can go to elizabethwarren.com to find out what where her plans are. Um, you might have heard about some of some of them during the debates or um, in various videos online. Um, Medicare for all um, is one of her. Uh, major plans and um, yeah it's just uh, you know do what you can watch some of the debates um, the next debate is going to be Tuesday night at five o'clock uh, Pacific time uh, so if you're in California and you want to find out more um, about what where the candidates stand I mean you've had a couple chances now um, if you have you know DVR capabilities you know sh shame on you I mean that's what I've been doing um, you know I'm, I'm very um, you know I'm very I'm a very busy person let me just say that um, that's why it's been so hard for me to do the podcast um, as often as possible um, I will be gone for the next couple of weeks um, but anyways what I'm trying to say is you know recording use the recording to your advantage and then you can always watch the highlights online maybe people are doing that I'm not quite sure I know that there's people who are kind of straying away from it but then there's people who who are also um you know really disinterested and really overwhelmed but i think if you have a chance to you know watch the debate you'll have a better perspective not just for the candidate that you're interested in but you also want to see um oh that's why so i'm thinking how come i couldn't log in because i am in chrome and then I think what's going on is, yeah, sorry, I'm brainstorming at the same time. 
yeah, so I'm still trying to log into the system and I'm thinking that I might need a new password. <laughs> See, it would be it would be helpful if I was at the headquarters right now. They're actually, uh, I believe, uh, close to, oh, here we go. See, the password changed. That's what it is. <laughs> I was like, how do I get in? Um, very smart, because I, I called, so long story short, I called uh, undecided voters in Iowa. That was the first time I tried doing this. Um, and uh, yeah, so it gives you the instructions here, and let's just see how it goes, people. All right, so we're dialing the call-in instructions. This is really stressful, by the way. And I don't hear anything, so that's not good either. Let's see, speaker. Your entry does not match our records. Please enter your PIN, then pound. Enter the PIN. I don't know, can you guys... Your entry does not match our records. Okay, give me a minute. Six. Four. But then you can't really... So maybe I have to do it. I'm wondering... Oh, no, I'm in. Interesting. Connected. Direct. Uh-oh. I don't know what's going on. Well, I think because I hung up, now it's not going to work. Not ready. Okay, so I changed it to not ready. I'm thinking, because I don't know. Let's, I guess let's tr try it again, because I think I have to have this up. That's why we couldn't hear anything. Okay. See, I told you guys, I didn't go to school for this. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, 865. Well, how do I know what the... Let's try something. Let's start over. How do I get out of there? How do I log out? There's got to be a way to log. Sign out. Take a break. See, what happened when I called into Iowa was... Uh, I think originally it was like, okay, I'm going to do 10 calls. And then I... No, I wanted to do 20 because that's what was recommended. And then I was so heartbroken after 10 that I had to... <laughs> take a break in between. That's how much of a wimp I am. I, I like to think of myself as, you know, so, uh, a strong, you know, capable individual, but sometimes it's good to pace yourself. Um, cause if you rush through things, sometimes you're just, you know, flustered and you don't want to be flustered in life. So I'm now I'm copying and pasting again. Um, it wasn't this hard. I think because maybe I'm doing it on the air. That's why this is a little bit not. Now it's saying invalid password. And this is the one that they're giving me. I'm going to scrape. <laughs> All right. So you know how they give you a password and then you have to type it in. I swear, guys, this is going to happen. I'm so determined right now. Um, I haven't even, honestly, I haven't been watching the news for a couple hours, so that's pretty interesting. Now it's saying, because I have a different login. So I guess the information changes here. Okay, let's see what we got. Sign in. We're dialing Calif We're calling California voters. All right. Let's see. 865-500-4932. 
Can we hear anything? Enter your pin. There it is. We got it, guys. We're in. You are now connected. All right, so it says not receiving calls. Okay. Now we're receiving calls, guys. All right, the next. Let's see how it goes. We're doing it for the cause. All right. Current logged in time. 628 Pacific, and we're calling people in California. Hopefully people are actually, I mean, it's not too late. It's not too early. But again, I was thinking of calling voters in Nevada, but I probably should have done that yesterday. But here you go. And it says wait time estimating, and I guess it's based on, you know, how many people are in the system, uh, Maybe because I haven't been using it for a while. But um, yeah, as you can tell, I'm kind of nervous right now. <laughs> but it's cool. This is learning experience. Um, honestly, this is better than sending 300 text messages. I'm not going to lie to you. I was thinking of doing texting. But um, calling, I think, the old-fashioned way, um, especially... You know, for, for a candidate they may not know about, hopefully it's a little bit more personal than a text message. Um, it's making me wait. It's saying longer sessions make the dialer faster for everyone. Calls are going out. Hold on to be connected. So, <laughs> in the meantime, I'm going to be playing an interview with Fox Medicine um, um, as soon as I get to a good stopping point, and then hopefully highlighting... Hello? Hi, my name is Aisha, and I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with James? All right. That means that she's not interested. So I'm going to refused. And then the system is now saying, uh, do, thanks again. Have a great rest of your day. You'll be locked out. Um, so I'm going to say uh, no contact because she didn't really give a response there. Okay, let's try again, you guys. 19 more calls. There's probably going to be a lot of people who are hanging up, so just get used to it. Hi, my name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Lurleen? Hi, is this Lurleen? more. Let's do this. Hi, my name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Corey? No, I don't think so. All right. Thank you for your time. Cor Corey did not live here. Oh, okay. Thank you so much.
Ihnen. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wrong number. <laughs> This is how it goes. Hi, my name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Philip? My name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Aurelia? Who is this? This is Aisha. I'm calling on behalf of the Elizabeth Warren campaign. I'm sorry, ma'am. I cannot hear you very good. No worries. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Maybe I need to turn up the volume. four bars. Huh. All right, let's try 15 more calls. Come on, California. Hello. I'm unable to answer your call right now. Darn. Please call again. Thank you. Okay, You've reached Craig and Margaret's house. To leave a message for Craig, press three. To leave a message for Margaret, press four. Otherwise... I should have called earlier. Maybe I'll try again tomorrow. We'll see how I feel, you know? Just kind of play it by ear. <laughs> oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. Hi, my name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Torres? I'm sorry? Can I speak with Torres? Um, Torres, this is Torres. Are you from California? Great. I'm calling today to ask, do you know who you're planning to vote for on Tuesday, March 3rd? Um, I believe I'm going to a vote for Elizabeth Warren. Awesome. That's great. Thank you so much for your support. Are you planning to vote early? Yes. I'm going to do a an absentee ballot. We need all hands on... Tell her to be stronger. Be stronger and a lower pitch voice. Don't cry. Don't be so emotional. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Go out there and just be strong. She can do it. I'm with you on that. Uh, we need all hands on deck before the primary to help get Elizabeth elected. Can you volunteer with us? I cannot. But keep up the good work. Thanks again for taking the time. At home. I'm sorry? Okay. Take care. You too. I have sick ones at home. Um, okay. Okay, take bye care. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. You guys, that was the best call. <laughs> I'm so excited. <sighs> there's hope in the world. Okay. Let's keep going. California. There's hope in California. Okay? <laughs> All right. 12 more. Let's see. Hello? 
Hi, my name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Jerry? Uh, uh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Who are you? Who is it? I don't know. Hello? Hi, this is Aisha. I'm Hello? with the Elizabeth Warren campaign. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Great. I'm calling today to ask, do you know who you're planning to vote for on Election Day, Tuesday, March 3rd? Oh, gosh. Uh, not quite yet. Got it. Um, well, there's still some time to decide, right? <laughs> yeah, just this week, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I, yeah. I totally... I'm getting I'm, there. Yeah, and I totally understand this is a big decision with so much at stake in the election. Uh, do you know what candidates you're considering supporting? Uh, not really. I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just really getting mixed up with a lot of the things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about her, but then I'm mm -hmm. also thinking about Biden. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure yet. Mm -hmm. And what issue is most important to you in making this decision? Uh, there's quite a few issues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to just take my time in the next few days, and then finally I'll make up my mind. Definitely. Um, after hearing a bit more, um, are you interested in finding out more about some of Elizabeth's plans? No, I think she's great. Awesome. You know, I really do. I really think she's great. That's great. I understand. Um, we're really excited for all the support we've gotten from neighbors and community members for Senator Warren's message of building an economy that works for everyone. And we'd love to have your support if you uh, change your mind. Uh, hello? Hello? Oh, I guess she didn't hear me. Well, that went relatively well, actually. I don't know how you, how you guys feel about it, but two calls that actually went really well. So I'm starting to think, yeah, there's something going on in Iowa. California is a bit more open there. Hi, my name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the... Oh. Bummer. That's okay. I had two good calls. All right, 10 more, guys. We can do this. 10 more, 10 more. And if the last one's really good, then I'll do five more. Promise. Okay. Hi, my name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Araceli? They weren't interested. Oopsie daisy. Hello. Hi, my name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Gretchen? Hello?
Hi, my name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Stephanie? Stephanie? Hello? All right, we got seven more guys. Two out of 13. Hi, my name is Aisha. Hello? Hi, my name is... Hi, um, I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Francis? What? Could I speak with... What are you saying? Could I speak with Francis? I don't think she could hear me. Hello? I can hear myself. Interesting. I think she was trolling me. Testing, testing. I mean, I can hear myself. Maybe they can't hear me. I don't know. Six more calls, guys. Let's do this. Hi, my name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Mei Ling? <laughs> that one was like, nope. Nope, nope, nope. I'm surprised that people are picking up. Because I know if I, it's a number that I don't normally pick up, I just hang up. I mean, I don't even pick up. Let's see, five more. I'm actually really inspired right now. <laughs> Two good calls. Yeah. Hi, my name is Aisha. Hello. My name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Melvin? Speak with Mel. Oh, I guess not. Hi, my name is Aisha. American Hi, my name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Latasha? Nope. <laughs> Not happening. Hi, my name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Jessica? There is no Jessica here. Okay, thank you so much. It's really fast. Hi, 
Hi, my name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Michelle? <laughs> he was like, nope, nope, nope. Not into it. My name is Aisha. I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign for president. May I speak with Laura Lynn? Hello? She's not available. Right. She's not available. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Oh, I tried. Cool, you guys. I just did 20 calls. And I got two, two semi good ones, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling positive about that. And I'm thinking because um, I was calling California, like I don't know how it would be um, reaching out to, you know, Nevada or South Carolina if it would be in, uh, the same. But um, yeah, the system is giving up. Goodbye. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel good about that. I feel like. I could do it again. It's, it, I, I'd say it gets a little bit easier each time you do it, but the first time was definitely the hardest. So I'm thinking if I do this again tomorrow for, you know, I mean, it's literally 15 minutes of your day to make 20 calls. Um, super, super reasonable. Um, not crazy at all. Um, feeling pretty confident about it. Um, but I'm scared to check the news at the same time. Um, Apparently, Bernie has won, or they projected that he's won, um, but I'm going to stray away from politics for a little bit and uh, switch gears and talk about music. Uh, so in a couple minutes, I'm going to play the interview I did with Fox Medicine last year. Um, things got a little crazy at the end of the year with the holidays, and um, I've pretty much been running uh, my own business since the end of October just trying to get it up and running um, as soon as possible. I mean, technically it is running, but what I mean by running is profitable. So that is what I've been doing. And I just want to let you know different shows that are going to be happening. Um, I missed the Lydia Lunch show last night. Apparently it was in, um, it was at the knockout. Um, so, but I did see her, I believe it was last year. Um, and it was pretty, uh, that was pretty amazing. So if you got a chance to see her this time around, good for you. So on Monday, February 24th, Sarah McLaughlin is going to be playing at the Fox Theater in Oakland. Um, uh, there is a theater show starring Sting, believe it or not. Um, and it's called The Last Ship, and that's happening at the Golden Gate Theater till March 22nd. I'm actually a little bit curious to check that out. Uh, there's going to be a Bowie celebration at Bimbo's on March 8th. I'm thinking about going to that possibly. Uh, there is um, another show, which I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to go to, and I'm going to be annoyed with myself um, because I've been wanting to go see Pussy Riot ever since we started hearing about them a few years back. Um, 
I'm really, you know, interested to see what their live performance is like. Um, so, so similar to, you know, the punk rock activists movement that's on uh, March 14th. And the reason why I might not be able to go is because I signed up for this personal coaching program. Um, uh, shout out to my neighbor, Stefania. She told me about it and it's supposed to be really transformative. And, um, I'm, I pretty much signed up for it because I want to increase my, my business, uh, profitability. Um, but it's also supposed to help you with your personal life as well. But I guess I'll find out what the set times are, but if they go on later, there might be a chance I can go. But anyways, that's March 14th at the UC theater in Berkeley. And uh, Alana Glazer, uh, one half of Broad City, uh, you might know her from, and she was here, I think she's been here uh, for uh, Clusterfest as well. Um, I've never seen her do um, you know, a headlining show. Um, that's going to be March 30th at the Fox Theater. I'm actually thinking of going because I don't go to a lot of comedy shows, uh, but I'm thinking of going to more this year. And then Saturday, April 18th, um, there's actually two different shows happening that night that I'm considering. Pearl Jam is playing at the Oakland Arena. Crystal and I saw them about seven, God, six or seven years ago at the same place. It's so crazy. Um, so I'm thinking about going to that because it's just one of those you know, great bands to see live, of course. But then the same night, Fatboy Slim is going to be DJing in San Francisco. So I'm almost tempted to go to that because I'm like, that's different and seems kind of fun. <laughs> I mean, they're both like reliving the 90s, but I mean, obviously Fatboy Slim is more uh, contemporary. I mean, Pearl Jam was too, to a certain extent, but Fatboy Slim would be like, I never thought I would see him. Uh, and then good old Cypress Hill. Uh, they're going to be at the Fox Theater in Oakland uh, on April 20th, 420. I don't know if I want to go to that because I, I mean, maybe I will, but I did see them at uh, the UC Theater last year. And I'm telling you, seeing, sh seeing them so up close for the first time and just remembering, uh, you know, hearing their songs on the radio growing up as a kid in LA in the nineties and then being able to see them like up close, like so close. I don't know if you saw the videos that I posted, but it was fantastic. And it's one of those things like, nah, <laughs> I don't know if you can beat that. Maybe if you can, if you get floor seats at the, at the Fox theater, but I mean, I got to see them for free. So that's the other thing. I am officially, I haven't said yet, I'm going to see Rage Against the Machine. My mom, of all people, helped me get a ticket. The original plan, see, I'm like Elizabeth, I have plans. Uh, my original plan was to see them uh, in Arizona because they only had four dates announced. And I was like, I totally see what they're doing. But then they announced a full tour. So I was like, well, it would be cheaper to see them in Oakland, but it's probably going to sell out. So what happened was the first night, April 21st, sold out. And somehow my mom was able to, she doesn't, she never does this, by the way. I just, she's like, well, why can't you just go to, you know, blah, 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 and get the ticket. I'm like, it's not 19, it's not 2000 anymore. <laughs> like I'm probably, probably the last generation to do that. I remember 
walking into Tower Records on Santa Monica Boulevard, the one in the location in Santa Monica, and buying a ticket to see uh, Oasis, you know, you name it. You could walk in and buy tickets, and it wasn't, I mean, the internet was, was in its infancy, so they were just trying to figure out all that stuff. So you could do things very straightforward like that. However, because of the internet and social media and everything now, it's very convoluted and uh, there's just a lot of, um, I want to say, what do you call it? There's a lot of competition now. That's that's what it is. And I've noticed that too since I've been doing podcasts. It's like nobody was doing podcasts um, back in the day. Nobody was doing comedy you know, on, on the radio, like mutiny radio was kind of at the forefront of that. And we don't get enough props, I want to say. Um, but there are women who are in charge of things and they're really getting shit done, whether it be in politics, whether it be in art, whether it be in film, whether it be, you know, community organizing, you name it. So I just want to give props where props is due. But anyways, I am going on raging tangent. Uh, but I'm so excited that I was able to get a ticket to see them on uh, Thursday, April 23rd at the Oakland arena. And I'm just jazzed about it. Um, you know, I'm probably going to head back to Arizona, um, around the holidays, the end of this year. And I'm just, Honestly, guys, super excited about what's going to happen in my life in the next couple months. Um, I just announced um, on Facebook, um, if you want to find me on there, Aisha Spearman, uh, not on the Sounds, Sounds from the Street page is separate. I don't post on there enough. Sorry. But um, yeah, my own Facebook page, I announced that I am officially debt free totally financially free. Um, I don't have a lot of savings right now, so I need to work on that the next few weeks. Um, if you're curious, um, I will tell you what some of my goals are cause I don't get to talk to you guys that much. Um, maybe you don't care what my goals are, but it is my show. Um, so yeah, my goals this year are to obviously go to some more shows. Um, I've kind of been putting that on the back burner just cause, uh, my friend's wedding is coming up and I'm really, really, really trying to get to my goal weight without, going to extremes. I mean, what I do is probably considered extreme, but I'm trying to do it in a way that's gradual and, um, you know, like, and feel good and not feel like, wow, I'm really deprived. Cause I've done that. I've had issues with my weight. I've been over 200 pounds. I've been, um, 117 pounds. Um, so I'm actually trying to get to 117 pounds pounds around there. I'm not going to do it today or tomorrow, but I'm definitely on my way and I'm just trying to enjoy the experience this time around. Every time I do it, it's a slightly different experience and just, just, you know, over time I'm just getting better at it. So, so anyways, my goals for 2020, in case you're wondering, so, uh, by the end of this month, I'd like to buy one or two concert tickets, um, by, um, probably mid March. Um, you might already know this. I'm been saving or hope to save for a first month's rent security deposit and new furniture for a new place. Um, I'm thinking of working with the same agency that owns my building just cause every time I look at their postings, um, they have all the amenities. The only thing that 
hasn't been working with me is because a lot of the places that are for rent are, um, how do I say this? They're, they're on the street. Like the apartment is facing the street and I've been facing Mason street. Um, I live in San Francisco. I live near a lot of the hotels. Uh, I've been facing the street since 2008 and I want to change. I want an apartment that's not on the street, but I do want all the amenities. I do want hardwood floors. Um, I do want laundry in the building. So it's actually kind of hard. Um, so I was at a breaking point a few weeks ago at the beginning of this month where I was like, maybe I'll just fucking do it. Maybe I'll just fucking move and who gives a shit about amenities. But then when I was thinking about it, getting closer to paying off debt, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to save money while I look at places online and stop stressing out about it and then just fucking do it. Okay. So that's what's happening. And another thing I'm working on, um, you guys might already know I'm kind of, uh, doing, I'm kind of doing, I am doing resumes, cover letters, uh, LinkedIn updates, uh, pretty much making a business out of that through LinkedIn Profinder, through Yelp, actually. I have one uh, person requesting. I actually want to update my Yelp. Um, uh, graphic designers that I used to work with at my current company suggested to have like a personal picture instead of a generic one, and that's there's more of a guarantee for business there. So I think I need to do that. So I've just been working on building the business up and... I have kind of my own algorithm, but it doesn't really mean anything. It's just something to aspire to, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get to it. So in order for me to be financially safe, um, I need to have five, at least this is like baseline. I could definitely have more, but this would be baseline. So I've been working on getting clients that want coaching. And what that means is kind of open to interpretation. That could mean that they want to uh, discuss how their job search is going. Uh, maybe they want me to update their resume. Maybe they want to do interview practice. Maybe they want to talk about um, you know, different recruiters that they might want to work with, or, um, I'm going to come up with a, with a comprehensive list of recruiters in the Bay area. So stuff like that, it could, it could really mean anything. Um, and then the other, uh, possible route that people go is resume cover letter and LinkedIn update. So if I had five of those projects per month, that would be amazing. Uh, the other, the other option is resume and LinkedIn or cover letter. Um, and that's, that's another option. And again, it goes down in, in price for some of these. Um, and then just a, a resume update. So if I had five of those, uh, five of each of those projects per month, I would be, I would be solid. But the problem is, and maybe all businesses have this, uh, have this problem. You can always, um, you know, message me, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Asia Spearman. Uh, and then if you want to email me, Asia Spearman at gmail.com, I'm always trying to figure out, you know, what's a better way to, I mean, you make the connection with the, the client, but how do you, how do you get them to commit to the service? That's the thing I haven't quite figured out. I've, I feel like I've mastered making the connection because I'm getting so many through LinkedIn. It's like, well, do I really need a website? Would that make sense to invest time in that? 
So I'm kind of at that teetering point right now, like what would make the most sense in terms of an investment? Um, I do have a Facebook page. Uh, I haven't been generating a lot of return on that. Um, so I've kind of been straying away from it, but eventually my thought was to hire someone to create a website, update the social media, and then possibly create an app. So just so everything's covered, you know, web slash social media wise, that's kind of my thought, but I'm still thinking about it. So that was another thing I would potentially spend money on, you know, as an investment. Um, another thing is I broke my Apple watch that my friend Albert, who I absolutely love and adore, gave to me for free through a mutual friend of ours. And yeah, I totally broke it. Um, I think it's cause I used it. I swear to God, I used it every, almost every day. And I think cause it, the sweat <laughs> and also cause I think it was refurbished. Um, it popped out the, the LED screen popped out of the watch holder, the wrist. So I tried to jerry rig it and use crazy glue. And then eventually I stuck it in my purse. And what I should have done is like wrapped it with a rubber band. So it was kind of sticking together. I stuck it in my purse and it ripped off the, the rest of the thing. So, uh, bummer. Oh, this is in, um, She's in uh, Seattle tonight. Oh, okay. I'll have to watch uh, the coverage when I get home. But yeah, so I was going to invest in a new Apple Watch uh, that I know has never been used. Um, I totally love it. That's the thing. I was like, well, I have a Fitbit that I've been trying to sell. Maybe I'll just switch to Fitbit. But uh, And then I want to do one of those DNA tests. I've been really wanting to do it to solidify. I pretty much know where I'm from, but then you're never a hundred percent. So I've been wanting to, you know, dive into that a little bit more. Um, and then also health history. That's something I'd be curious about just cause I've become a bit more health conscious these past few years. Um, and then I just want to travel you guys. I just want to go to a bunch of places. Some of them I've been to already, Santa Barbara, uh, San Luis Obispo, uh, New York city. Um, nothing too crazy. Um, the only crazy thing that I'm planning on doing is, uh, taking my mom to Barcelona for her birthday in November. So I just have to pretty much push her to get her, her passport, um, her passport, expired like 20 years ago. Um, and I just have to convince her to do it. I just have to keep talking about it. So yeah. So my plan is to buy, uh, tickets to Barcelona as soon as the prices drop or maybe they won't, um, cause it's already spring. Uh, but that's our plan is to go there for about two weeks, 10 days, something like that. And then celebrate Thanksgiving in San Francisco. So that'll be a fun thing to do. And then I just have all these various like short, short trips that I want to do possibly in April. Hearst Castle, uh, Big Sur, Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, Carmel, Livermore, Monterey, Napa or Sonoma. And then I came up with the craziest thing. And it's not that crazy because when you're living in my living and working, um, in downtown, a lower Knob Hill area, like I have been, uh, since right before Obama got elected, by the way, um, I, 
I always walk by these stores and there's certain stores that kind of stick with me more than others. Um, so for instance, the stores that, um, that I love that I, that I tend to walk by are coach and North face. So I do own, um, I think I only own one pair of frame boots from Coach. I don't own anything else from Coach, do I? No, that's it. I'm not really a label person, but then I am. So I'm actually full of shit. Um, but I also enjoy Christian Dior. Has some amazing s- stuff in there. Uh, in their um, window right now and I'm like you know what maybe maybe in a few weeks I will just walk in there and buy something like I've never I mean I've bought expensive things like for instance when I first moved here the most expensive thing I bought for myself was a $200 uh, Betsy Johnson purse from I think it was Urban Outfitters at the time I just you know, I worked in the mall. I was a student. I had just taken out a loan (laughs) at that time. And I was, you know, feeling a little free, I guess you could say, um, you know, not knowing what the fuck I was doing. And I was like, I want a $200 Betsy Johnson purse. So that's not a big deal. But going into Christian Dior or Dolce & Gabbana or Max Mara is going to be more than $200. So that's why I'm like, make sure you have more than that amount. But anyways, I'm just showing off at this point. But that was also on my list of things for 2020. And two more things before I do the interview with uh, Fox Medicine. I promised I would play that for you guys. I was... Oh my God, I'm losing my train of thought. That was really... I'm actually really proud of of making those those calls. Oh, so what I was going to share with you guys is I was, oh, I'm planning on, as you guys know, um, the buzzcocks are still going and, um, I've been pretty good the past couple of years about going to some of their shows. Um, so I'm thinking about going to the shows in San Diego and Los Angeles and possibly punk rock bowling. I I need to do more research, but if you guys have any recommendations, you can message me. Sounds from the street. Um, I mean, I just have to look at the list and see which ones I'd be able to go to. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to go support the Buzzcocks. Uh, but then, um, you know, maybe there's some other bands that I've never seen before that I should maybe try to fit in before the San Francisco show. But I thought, oh, you know, fly down to SoCal, get some sun. Uh, I'm just... I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about it, you know, you know, doing a vacation down there. Um, there was some other shows too, cause some of the bands that are going to be at punk rock bowling are also doing some shows in California, whether it's NorCal, SoCal. So I don't know. I'm trying to like make, you know, make a whole like thing of it. Cause you guys know that I like to do that sort of thing, (laughs) make a thing of it. But I guess what's different now is that I don't, I don't have to hold back or worry like I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to, I don't have enough money to spend, you know, so, so then you're kind of limited at that point. So, but I'm definitely going to be smart. Don't you worry. Um, you know, Airbnb is kind of the way to go. There's, there's always some good deals on there. I was going to see if, um, any, any friends wanted to tag along, um, just to, you know, just to make a whole vacay out of it. It's only like a week, but 
I'm also like curious to see how like my business is going to be by then too. It's like three weeks away, um, or actually three months away. So you want to, uh, stay in touch and, uh, then you'll be able to see what's going on three months from now. (laughs) I mean, we should be living in the now technically, but, um, sometimes I get excited about the future and that's kind of what keeps me going sometimes. Uh, but anyways, um, let's hear from Fox medicine. Hello. Are you still with me? Yeah, hi. Awesome. So, sorry to hear that you have a cold going. I guess it would be fall without starting, you know, the new season properly. Exactly. (laughs) Not right everywhere. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and your current project. So, my name is Eve Dynamite, and I play guitar and sing an event called Fox Medicine. We are from Portland, Oregon, and um, we are just about to release our, well, the record that I'm on. We've done some DIY kind of releases before, but Mm -hmm. this one right now is like a big one that we're really proud of because it was actually a studio album, and we really put in the time and money that we should in a project. So, yeah, I'm super excited to release that, so we're going to go on a tour. Um, West Coast, and um, yeah, try to play some cool shows for cool people. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it looks like you're going to be playing in Oakland at the Golden Bowl, which is an awesome venue. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and that's on November 15th. And yeah, I, actually, I actually went there a couple weeks ago. Um, you've heard of Billy Joe Armstrong, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so he has his, you know, side projects or whatever. So his most current side project, The Long Shot, had a few shows in San Francisco last year. And then this year he played, they played a couple shows at the Golden Bowl. And I was able to uh, catch one of them. And it was fantastic. So much energy. Um, it's like a, you know, kind of a small bar area. And then as you make your way towards the back, there's, you want to watch the Warriors game. You want to watch some kind of sports-related thing. And then they got the small stage towards the back there. So it's definitely a very intimate kind of setting. Is it a good sounding venue? That's all I care about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a... <laughs> no, you have to follow in his footsteps, but um, no pressure or anything. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> and uh, who else are you guys going to be touring with? So um, we kind of, I mean, I handpicked all the venues and the artists to play with, so it's kind of different, different bands based on the region, but specifically that area, uh, the Bay Area, we're playing mostly with Rats on Acid, who are mm-hmm. a band that we found on Instagram, and we just like immediately vibed, and we love their stuff, they love us, so I'm really excited to hit the road with them, just kind of in that area we're going to do Oakland, Reno, and potentially some other dates there, and then Sacramento, I think, the next. Nice. Not a bad thing at all. And who would you say are your biggest influences musically? Um, well, I guess, I mean, I used to be kind of a music snob when I was little, and I only would listen to the most underground, weird stuff that no one's heard of, and it became 
feel big, I was like, oh, I'm over it now. So, yeah, um, yeah. But it's hard to just pick, you know, you know, get it's all kind of there. I mean, if I would have to, I mean, I get compared a lot to the Tim Ah. obviously, I love that mm-hmm. too. Um, but I guess, like, I really like kind of Neurosis, Melvin, kind of that Dune stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Lydia Lunch was a huge influence. Strawberry Switchblade. Um, some industrial stuff, too. I mean, I used to work at a record store, and I, yeah, I'm a huge music snob. I guess still to this day, it's horrible, but... <laughs> it's one of my weaknesses, I guess. Yeah. Yep. I think it's worked in our favor. Um, takes us places, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, where can people find out about you guys online? What would be the best social media slash website? Um, so I am I personally am most active on Instagram, which mm-hmm. is Instagram.com slash Fox Medicine Noise at Walmart. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a Facebook. I think it's the same, Fox Medicine Noise. And um, we do have a website, which needs to be updated better, so I'm going to work on that. Um, and I guess Bandcamp has the entire catalog of our releases. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I guess right now you can pre-order the record on there. Yep, yep. And YouTube, uh, of course, has a few videos, too. Say it again? Yeah. Uh, YouTube has a few of our videos right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of, I guess that's kind of, what do you call it, the place to go Although I have been using watching more videos on Instagram these days than YouTube, like YouTube is really Hmm. yeah. Like I've been, I don't know, maybe it's just a phase I'm going through. But YouTube, like the older, some of the older stuff, if that makes sense. Like maybe it's not on Instagram, but you're gonna find it on YouTube. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like YouTube has been my go-to personally, so I'm just assuming that I've ever felt this. Like, if yeah. it's a record that, you know, I have it on vinyl, but I want to listen to it just on my computer or whatever, I'll just buy it on YouTube, and you can mm-hmm. usually stream anything on there. Definitely. And what what should people expect at the live show? What should they prepare themselves for? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that our show's, like, they're very intense, and we're a lot heavier live than people expect. You know, they mm-hmm. think, oh, you know. It's a two-piece and a little girl singer. Not that I'm little, but I, I mean, I sometimes sound kind of cutesy, but um, it's pretty it's pretty heavy and intense, and I find it's very kind of like a hypnotic experience for people. Mm-hmm. I find people mm-hmm. just, everybody just drops what they're doing, like including the bartender, and they're all just staring at it. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing to them? Are they okay? But I, I do like that. So, um, yeah, just prepare to be mesmerized a little bit, hopefully. Nice. It's, it's pretty, but it's fun. I mean, it's heavy, but we also have some really fun, playful songs. So, mm-hmm. that's a good time. That's awesome. Those are always the best people, the ones that you, or projects rather, you take it for granted, and then you're, you're taken by surprise when you finally. Get it happens. Yeah, it happens to us so often. We walk into a venue, and the sound guy's kind of a prick, and you know, the other bands are like, whatever. And then after yeah. we're done playing, everybody's super nice to us. We're getting free drinks and smiles all around. I'm like, wow, it's kind of fun for us now. Like, let's see how, how you know, how fast, how, how fast it takes us to turn around. It's awesome. Yes. And hopefully you'll have the same experience at the Golden Bowl on November 15th. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited because we've actually never played that area, but I found out oh. that we have a whole bunch of fans in that, region so i'm super excited cool. about that. 
Yeah, just a, a side note to that last show that I went to, the long shot. Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. was playing. Snoop Dogg was next door. I'm not sure what the venue was, but there's another venue right next to the Golden Ball. And I was like, the heck is going on tonight? I mean, it was Friday night during right before the summer started, so it was just hey, it was interesting. I think he was performing, but I remember leaving the show, and there was, like, a huge entourage of people waiting for Snoop to come out, and there was no way I was, like, walking through that. So I had to, like, gracefully, like, run across the street just to, like, get to the train. Because <laughs> I was I like, I, I hope he plays there when we're there, too. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I love you. So you never know. You might run into some, you know, Bay Area, Oakland natives on your on your journey to the East Bay. <laughs> totally down for that. Nice. Well, it was great talking with you. Yeah, and you as well. I hope you feel better in time for the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> I think I'm on the bed. I'm just going to just quick come and go, hit me hard, and bye. Okay. Oh, fingers crossed. I have to actually go uh, pick up our vinyl records from the Trenton Slam today, and they were finished way ahead of time, which is great, but yeah. I'm going to haul a bunch of boxes right now. Oh gosh, yeah. Get some uh, some hot tea and lemon going. That'll be good. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you as well. Okay. Have, have a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Take care. Well, that was the lovely interview I did with Fox Medicine. Gosh, it seems like so long ago. Um, that was back in September, and they played a show at Golden Bowl, and hopefully they'll be back in the Bay Area sometime soon. Uh, it was great to to chat with them, and uh, <laughs> so funny. I'm recalling previous shows um, when I went to see The Long Shot. Um, that was uh, back in June last year. That was interesting because Snoop Dogg was playing a show at the venue right next door, and it was like really intense it's like you come out of an experience that has a lot of energy and then there's like a different experience happening right next to where all of that other energy um had been placed so (laughs) i don't know it didn't really cross over well i felt like like get it like it was territory like territorial so kind of the feeling I got from the the Snoop um the Snoop contingent um but I'm looking online because I couldn't wait to see uh when the Nevada caucuses uh what's going on there uh and it looks like Bernie won according to NBC News uh Bernie Sanders is the winner of Saturday's Nevada caucuses according to the NBC News projection um, uh, what else is saying? Saturday's caucuses followed a fury debate among the candidates earlier in the week in which Sanders, Joe Biden, and Elizabeth Warren challenged former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg on sexism and race, and Amy Klobuchar sparred with Pete Buttigieg over their political experience. Nevada is the first Western state in the Democratic presidential primary following New Hampshire and the chaos that was the Iowa caucuses. Um... I did not get a chance to see anything here. Click here by state-by-state primary results. Okay, I'm clicking to see what the Nevada results are. Yeah, so he's the projected winner with 46.3. They haven't counted all the precincts yet. Um, They have all the Sanders ones. White Pine. Uh, 
Lander, Humboldt, Pershing. Interesting. Yeah, so Bernie has 46.3%, Joe has 23.6%, Pete has 13.9%, and then Liz has 89 But then they haven't, they're still, I mean, I know they do that projection stuff, but they're still, some of the, the other counties haven't been included yet. Wow, it's only 20, it says only 23% in, though. I guess because the precincts that have the most delegates... I don't really understand. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. But, um, interesting. Yeah, so they even have people who have dropped out. That's weird. Um, uncommitted. So, yeah, I guess they're still at it. I mean, it says 23% as of four minutes ago. So, yeah, I mean, it's still worth staying on top of if it's something that you're interested in. I was hoping to call make calls to people in uh, that part of the country, to to Nevada. But, you know, I'm happy about uh, reaching out to uh, fellow Californians. Uh, some of them were responsive. Some of them weren't responsive. And I mean, I guess it's kind of the luck of the draw, but I did have a good experience tonight and I might even do it tomorrow. I mean, it's just 15 minutes. Like I could do another round, but, um, I'm, I'm just happy that I made the, I made the, the effort to do so. And what I'm going to do now is uh, play some music for you guys. Cause it is a music show. I swear. And um, might be a little bit political in nature, but that's just kind of how it goes sometimes.
as you can probably tell, some of these songs are political. And I did just come up with this playlist. So it's always nice when the playlist that I come up with is related to what's actually going on with me, the world, the community. Um, so some of the songs that you heard in that set, uh, Green Day from the album American Idiot. <laughs> um, when was the last time I saw them? Yeah, 2016 was the last time I got to see them. Uh, and then I saw The Long Shot last year. So I feel I'm good with The Long Shot, but I would see, um, I would definitely see Green Day again if I get the chance. Um, I think they have a new album coming out, right? Um, I haven't been paying attention to what's happening on that front uh but yeah i think a new album's coming out so you never know uh, they'll probably pay like play like what oakland arena i'm always bummed that i missed that one time oh no well it was when he had the when he had the the relapse he was gonna they were gonna play at the Fillmore, and then it didn't happen so let's do it in 2020 <laughs> Uh, before that was Rage Against the Machine, who I told you guys I'm actually going to see in April. Wow. Okay. That's in two months. Um, so that's pretty amazing. Uh, that's going to be, uh, that album's from Renegades, uh, and that came out about 20 years ago, which was really fucking weird. Um, and that's their cover of the Rolling Stones Street Fighting Man, because it reminds me of Elizabeth Warren, who is a street fighting woman when it comes to uh, getting her policies out there. And before that was uh, from Nirvana's In Utero album, Rate Me, because uh, I'm thinking about all the people um, who are still being considered, who um, have discriminated against women or have made uh, derogatory remarks against women, um, who have acted inappropriately against women. And I can already think of three candidates in the race who have been uh, questioned based on that. So I'm kind of wondering, well, why are they still in the race? Like, shouldn't that determine whether or not they can even be in the race? I don't know. And then I think about what happened to Andrew Yang's wife. I mean, I could go on and on and on. So I thought that song was pertinent and Nirvana is actually considered a feminist band. So good for them. Before that was <laughs> the pop group. Uh, I don't know. I know I've played some of their music on this show, but I don't think I've played it enough. And this is from the album for how long do we tolerate mass murder? Uh, and that song is called blind faith. Um, I think a lot of their songs are relevant today. A lot of them are from 40 years ago. Um, I did get to see them funnily enough. It was probably almost to the day five years ago uh, when I had gotten laid off from a job and I had gotten a ticket to go see them. And it was like, I think that's the only time they've ever toured the States, if I remember correctly. And it was pretty amazing. And I talked to the guitarist after the show. I don't even know how that happened. Or I feel like I talked to him. I don't even know what happened. Because um, that was just a period of days after I gotten laid off. So I feel like, you know, when something really catastrophic happens and then afterwards it's just hard to let anything kind of resonate. Yeah, that's what happened. But it was a great show. It was everything else about it was memorable. The Great American Music Hall, you can't go wrong. Um, definitely don't 
don't uh, regret going to that show for sure. And before that was Fear, who I had to think about if I had seen them, and I had. It was probably around the time I wasn't going to school, which was... (laughs) 2001 2002 (laughs) yeah I think it was 2001 because it was around I stopped going to school I think it was like in the spring I just stopped going to class and I would go to shows all the time I went to I think this was also at the Avalon because I saw Gang 4 there who I played uh in the set as well I think it was at Avalon I saw the Dead Kennedys and then Fear was opening so that was pretty badass of me I'm not gonna lie uh that was from the record Let's Have a War and I've been wanting to play that song and I've been holding back because some of the lyrics are not PC but fuck it like just it's a great song um uh leaving was actually in uh the army at one point so he definitely has some insight into you know what's going on politically and that was you know this was back in the the late 70s early 80s uh jimmy carter uh reagan uh the cold war it's like I don't know. Sometimes I feel like from what I've learned and what I know about that time period and then what's happening now, there's so many similarities yet so many differences, but we definitely have, you know, that the intervention with Russia going on and it's just kind of a weird time right now. So I thought, why not? Like we were possibly going to war with Iran. We were possibly uh, going to war with China. Like you never know what's going to happen next at this point, but uh, luckily we haven't, and hopefully whoever we do end up electing, which is so important, uh, that you get your voice heard uh, here in California. Uh, we're going to be part of Super Tuesday on March 3rd, so definitely rock the vote, peeps. Uh, let's get our, our candidate in there. Um, as you might already know, um, I'm vouching for Elizabeth Warren. Um uh, I know that we have ranked choice voting. Um, I don't know if that's going to apply for the for the primary because um, I think it's relatively new. Uh, so I will get back to you on that. Um, but I will probably vote for, um, you know, Amy Klobuchar and Tulsi Gabbard if they're still in the race because I'm just sticking with my values. And I realized I really wanted to vote for Andrew Yang, and then he dropped out. Um, as you know, um, so that was kind of, and then I, and then Mike Bloomberg came into the race and I just thought, you know, I'm not voting for any of the men unless I'm forced to. So I'm just going to vote for the women because that's where I'm at. And I know not a lot of people will understand that or support that because they want to go with, um, what everybody else is doing. They want to fall in line and guess what? I'm not going to fucking fall in line. I'm going to fucking be stubborn as fuck. So (laughs) I've just decided that, um, I didn't always feel that way, but I kind of do. I'm, I kind of am a little bit anxious about what's going on and that's my way of, of showing it and it may not matter, but that's what I'm going with. Um, Elizabeth Warren is my candidate and, um, let's not have a war. Okay. Uh, before that was gang of four, uh, and to hell with poverty is one of the best songs ever written in in my view so it was fitting for it to be the first song on there and um i had 
um, an epiphany last week. Yeah. On, on Valentine's day of all days, I was like, I've had so many great experiences going to see gang of four live. Wanted to share that with you guys, um, on social media. So I did so cause there have been times where I didn't feel like sharing on social media or I just didn't have time to do it. But then I was like, you know what? Uh, they were, you know, part of my life to a certain extent. Anytime I've had the opportunity to interview a great band like gang of four buzzcocks, Fox medicine. Um, who else have I interviewed? I did not get to interview the pop group. So anytime a band that I have the chance to interview that has had an impact on me, I definitely, you know, the English beat, I I was able to interview them. I'm just looking at my, my playlist here. Um, I like to, to share that with the world because I mean, it's not really for me, I wouldn't say it's about my ego, maybe a little bit, but just to show you know, young women and young people or people who feel disillusioned that if you put your mind to something, um, anything's, you know, anything's possible there. Um, don't let somebody tell you what to do. That's the one thing that gets on my nerves sometimes is some people are very easily, you know, shifted in terms of their opinions on things. Um, earlier I did, a play, uh, I might play it again just cause I'm like, it's almost eight o'clock and I just feel a certain way about this primary. Uh, but I wanted to share with you guys a little bit more about, uh, becoming, uh, financially free. <laughs> um, so, uh, my post, uh, yesterday on Facebook on my personal page, uh, was celebrating freedom. Um, I followed my own advice and got myself out of financial debt today. I have made some bad decisions along the way, but they got me to where I am now. Sometimes you never, sometimes you make mistakes, but if you never take risks, you never learn. Even when it's an uphill bat daily battle, if you have a plan, eventually you can achieve anything. Nevertheless, she persisted. Hashtag. So I don't want to toot my own horn, but then I am, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to show you guys how in alignment I am with certain people and how, you know, it's not just about the politics. It's about kind of teaming up. I wouldn't say aligning, teaming up with people who have similar values. And that's something that I've come to terms with. I want to say the past couple years. So very recently. So I just feel like Elizabeth Warren is the right candidate. She speaks to me. I think she could you know, consolidate, um, you know, moderate Republicans, independents and Democrats. Um, that's just something that I feel strongly about. And I'm not saying that I don't like the other candidates, but again, I'm going to be playing this clip. Um, and I want you to form your own opinion about, uh, what happened, um, or about what's been happening, but I just think it's important for you to hear what she had to say about some of the other candidates running. All right. Fighting. But listen to 
Senator Klobuchar's point. She says we have to think smaller in order to get it passed. I don't think that's the right approach here. We need to get everybody's health care plan out here. Uh, Mayor Buttigieg really has a slogan that was thought up by his consultants to paper over a thin version of a plan that would leave millions of people unable to afford their health care. It's not a plan, it's a PowerPoint. And Amy's plan is even less. It's like a post-it note, insert plan here. Amy, I looked online at your plan, it's two paragraphs. Families are suffering and they need okay, a plan. It. You can't simply stand here and trash an idea to give health care coverage to everyone without having a realistic plan of your own. According to the New York Times, the last time that Mitch McConnell was on the ballot, the vice president stood in the Oval Office and said, I hope that Mitch gets reelected so I can keep working with him. Well, Mitch That's did get totally Mitch did get reelected. He did not have an epiphany. Instead, he blocked nearly everything that Barack Obama tried to pass. Did you ever and he stole a Supreme Court seat Come on. from the Democrats, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. In my foundation, the person that runs it's a woman. 70% of the people there are women. In my company, lots and lots of women have big responsibilities. They get paid exactly the same as men. Senator Warren, you've been critical of Mayor Bloomberg on this issue. Yes, I have. And I hope you heard what his defense was. I've been nice to some women. <laughs> We are not going to beat Donald Trump with a man who has who knows how many non-disclosure agreements and the drip, drip, drip of stories of women saying they have been harassed and discriminated against. That's not what we do as Democrats. A two-cent wealth tax. It is a question of values. Do we want to invest in Mr. Bloomberg or do we want right. to invest in an Senator, entire generation you. of young Senator Americans? Senator Sanders. Democrats want to beat Donald Trump. But they are worried. They are worried about gambling on a narrow vision that doesn't address the fears of millions of Americans across this country who see real problems and want real change. They are worried about gambling on a revolution that won't bring along a majority of this country. Amy and Joe's hearts are in the right place, but we can't be so eager to be liked by Mitch McConnell that we oh forget how to fight the Republicans. Mayor Buttigieg has been taking money from big donors and changing his positions. So it makes it unclear what it is he stands for other than his own. You guys, I almost started crying. Oh, wow. Can you hear me? I almost started crying watching that. <laughs> I get really emotional. Because <laughs> I, like I said, I feel a certain way about this election. And I just think it's really important to know where all the candidates stand. And I'm definitely going to keep it 100. I think Elizabeth and Bernie are definitely at the forefront of this progressive movement. And as you already know, Bernie's doing really well tonight in the Nevada caucuses. So congratulations to him. Um, he is not my top choice. Uh, 
Um, I will be voting for Elizabeth Warren and I'm just wishing her the best of luck. Um, I had some luck tonight. If you were able to tune in earlier, um, reaching out to, uh, undecided voters in California. Um, I did have one person, um, who's definitely considering voting for her. Um, so we'll just see how it goes. Um, when I come back in two weeks, um, hopefully we'll have some good news. Uh, we'll, again, we'll see how things go and I'm just, you know, persisting in life and persisting with Elizabeth and she really, fucking inspires me to keep going. And, um, I'm sure she's, she's inspiring so many people, um, across the country right now, because let's get real. It is really fucking hard out there. Like no shit. Like there's so many things out there to deter you from the path that is right for you. And the path that's right for me may not be right for you. Um, but I just want to encourage people to, you know, discover what their passions are, um, not be afraid to try new things, um, not to, um, to be afraid if things are uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable making those calls to undecided voters from Iowa was terrifying. Um, there was one guy, uh, long story short, he kind of went off on her in a, in a misogynistic, uh, tirade against her and I could not hang up fast enough. I'm just not about it. Um, but again, um, if you're just tuning in or just getting into, um, you know, what's going on with, um, the debates and everything, um, I highly recommend if you can't tolerate watching an entire debate, there are highlights, um, online, um, you can record it and then watch it um, when it's when it's most convenient for you. That's another option. That's what I've been doing. Um, I pretty much, I mean, as you know, I'm informed and know who I'm voting for, but I know that isn't most people. I know it's just, you know, doing those calls, doing doing the work, and um, you know, two more things before before I go. Um, another thing that I'd like to do um, in the next two years. Um, you know, depending on how things go with my business, I've been thinking about running for office there. I said it, I said it, um, because I'm, I'm very inspired by what happened in 2018 and just seeing other women do it and persist and put themselves out there and tell their stories is, is so liberating. And I just think the more of it, then the more likely we are to succeed. And, um, what was the other thing I was going to talk about? Well, you might have to tune in in two weeks to find out what I'm up to. Uh, 